Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real-life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you are here and today's topic is a great one. So for those of you who don't know, every so often I try to throw in a listener question. When I started this podcast, I was like, I'm going to have a great, great schedule that tells everyone exactly when I'm going to do a listener question and when I'm going to do a topic. And that has not happened. I'm not on a schedule. Originally, it was going to be the first week of the month, and then it was every other week, and then it was once a month, and then it was once every six weeks, and then it was every week I was trying to record one. <laughs> it's all over the board. But every once in a while, I want to sprinkle in these real life listener questions. So if you ever have a question that you want me to cover on a podcast a little bit more deeply, you can always email me your question and ask for it to be a listener question. And you can email me at alyssa at mamaandmerd.com. And that is where you will find me on my email once a week. Okay, <laughs> I do my best. I spend more time in my DMs on Instagram than I do on email. I'm working on it. I'm figuring out a system and I'll get there. But here's the thing is listener questions are so, so key. And I actually took one of these listener questions from an Instagram Q&A. If you don't know, I do Q&A on my Instagram every Wednesday which is likely the day you're listening to this because I also release my podcast every Wednesday. But the listener questions are typically coming through email. However, this one came from Instagram and I put up a Q&A box and I had finished answering questions that day, went to bed, woke up and my stories expired. But before they expired, someone put in a question. Well, a lot of people put in extra questions, but this one I just thought was really good because not only do I get this question in some way or fashion um, frequently, but I just think it's a really good one to have a conversation around um, and talk about the fact that there is no right or wrong, yes or no, and I can't tell you exactly how to structure the boundaries in your home, but I can encourage you to have boundaries and to set them up to keep you sane, okay? Every mom has a different threshold for losing their ish, okay? They literally will have thresholds. Some moms I've seen in action where it's like, hey, have you or do you see what your child is doing right now and how are you not responding? And then other moms, you're like hairpin trigger over there, okay? Everywhere in between. And guess what? 
we're all good moms, no matter what your threshold is for boundaries or for children pushing those boundaries. But wherever your threshold lies, I want you to know that it is healthy and good for your child to have consistent and realistic boundaries for them. Now, reminder here that I said consistent. So our boundaries aren't changing day to day. Toddlers need consistency. And I said realistic because it's also not realistic of me, even though I would love to set my boundary at keeping my home at a decibel zero level. It's not realistic for having toddlers or children in the home to keep the sound level to a nice, maybe Nora Jones level, okay, of music. If you guys don't listen to Nora Jones, it's basically a lullaby for adults, okay? And that's that's really where I prefer to listen to all audio. I am a very, like I get very um, overstimulated by audio very quickly, loud music, and sometimes it feels good and I can like totally jive with it and dance around the house and love loud music, but it has to be the right circumstance and it has to be like one thing at a time. Like my husband frequently will have like the TV going, want to turn on music, also be listening to a podcast in one ear. And I'm like, what are you doing to me? I'm going to die. I can't listen to that many things. And oh, by the way, just like the constant screaming of our children and playing and our dog barking to go outside, all the things. Okay. I can't handle it. So this is me letting you know that it is healthy and good for your child to have consistent and, um, oh, I already forgot the other word, consistent and realistic boundaries in your life. But here, okay, now we're five minutes in. Here is the question that I got on my Instagram. My toddler always wants an apple at the dinner. Um, at the dinner. Oh, Lord. My toddler always wants an apple at dinner, even if I'm not serving it. Should I give it to her? I can't answer this yes or no for you, but I can tell you that there are boundaries that you need to set in your home, which include things like mom's in charge of what goes on the menu, which may or may not include an apple. However, you might be the mom that says, hey, I notice for my kids it works best when I set up the menu and they have no input, okay, <laughs> like zero input especially in the moment. That might be what works best for you because maybe for your children or your family, when you give in to that request for an apple, then all of a sudden all they're eating is an apple and you said yes once and you're trying to be consistent. So you say yes tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And then all of a sudden your toddler is growing apples. (laughs) Okay. So sometimes it's best to set that boundary and say, oh honey, I hear that you want an apple. It's not on the menu today, but maybe we can have it for lunch tomorrow. Okay, so you're setting them up, you're making them feel heard, you're making them feel validated, that sounds delicious, whatever. And then you're also making a plan with them for when they can have that apple. Totally appropriate to do that, mama. Now, you on the other hand might be like, hey, it's an apple. (laughs) Of course, I would scream and clap and do all the dances in the world to get my toddler to eat an apple. So of course, if they ask for an apple, I'm going to give them an apple. And that's okay too, mama. You're giving your toddler choice. You're letting them communicate to you what they want and you're abiding by it. You're letting them listen to their body. But both are great. Both are great for the development of our kids. But I'm going to argue that there's kind of a middle ground here. We can set the menu, which I encourage you to do. You as the parent are in charge of what goes on the menu, what comes into the home, how you prepare the food, big picture stuff. They're in charge of if they eat that food and how much they eat of the food that you present to them. If you need more on this, I talk about this in my division of responsibility episode way, way back at the beginning. I think it's actually episode two. So go check that out. But 
here's the thing. You can be in charge of the menu, but intentionally create room for them to have input. So just like I kind of explained in the first scenario of saying, oh, it's not on the menu right now, but we can have an apple tomorrow with lunch. You can do that before the meal. You can say, hey, I was thinking of serving a fruit with breakfast or dinner. What fruit would you like? Would you like an apple or a banana? Would you like an apple or grapes? Or whatever that looks like for you. Now, I do recommend for toddlers specifically, five and under, and truly probably eight and under about, to give them two options to choose between. Now, these two options are options you're already okay with, so these are okay, and that they get to choose. You're not saying, what do you want to have with dinner? What do you want to have for dinner? What do you want to have on the side of dinner? What fruit do you want? You're giving them two options you are already okay with. They are already in your home and you can abide by that yes. So making a plan to include them in the meal ahead of time kind of uh, negates the issue happening at the table. So A lot of times that I feel like I kind of sway towards the first scenario of saying, no, mom gets to set what's on the menu and uh, we can have the apple tomorrow. But I don't think that's always realistic for us either. So right now I have a 17 month old and she sees bananas out on our counter every night at dinner. And I have to sit there and decide, is this worth a 17 month old meltdown Or should I just make the banana part of the meal and offer it to everyone? Because I know the second my daughter gets a banana, my son is going to want a banana. And sure enough, the whole family is going to end up eating banana. So we really have to think through that because our choices directly affect our children. And I know maybe some of you are like, okay, this is like too much thinking. (laughs) She asked for an apple, just give her an apple. And I get that. But remember that toddlers thrive in consistent environments. And we need to be consistent with our um, responses. If sometimes she asks for something and let's replace the word apple with anything, why are we going to say yes to an apple, but not to Sour Patch Kids? Okay. Remember and actually go back and listen to, if you haven't heard the episode yet, why we're not labeling foods good or bad or healthy or unhealthy, especially for children in this age range. We don't want to be associating a moral, the kids are very black and white thinkers. We don't want to give them a um, morality complex of what they're choosing to eat because in our heads as parents, we know that an apple is a well-balanced variety food that is healthy to be included in their diet and has a place where they have vitamins and minerals and fiber and water. And a lot is brought to the table with an apple. Sour Patch Kids, although, or Sour Patches or whatever I said before, although delicious and fun for kids and whatnot, has a lot of sugar and very little nutrition punch, which doesn't make it a bad food, but it makes it a food that we intentionally say yes to or intentionally say no to. Same thing with the apple. So we want to create this equality amongst foods. And I really think if you go back and listen to the good and bad food episode that I released a few weeks ago, this will make a lot more sense. It's kind of building on that, if you will. So if you're like uncertain about that, go back and listen to that episode. But moving forward, we don't want to set a precedent that they can ask for anything at the table and we say yes, whether it's an apple or a vegetable or a fruit or you know chicken or whatever it is or otherwise, it's not a precedent we want to set. We don't want to set that example and be consistent with just saying yes to any request. So 
You get to set the menu. You get to be in charge. But there is room for flexibility here. Of course, of course, we can be as consistent as we possibly can. And life still does not line up the way that we want it to. Some nights we are literally scrounging around for food. And actually, my son has done this before where I'm like, I have no idea what to serve. I don't know. I think I'm just going to do like a random charcuterie board type thing. And he goes, can we have grapes? And I'm like, yeah, sure, sure can. And I kind of like act like it was on the menu the whole time. Like, of course, we're going to have grapes with dinner. And it's not like, this big scheme, but just kind of like, oh, great idea. Like he gets to participate and he's five, by the way. So he's kind of like aging out of the toddlerhood of a lot of my recommendations for my specific audience. And I actually talk about this inside my table talk program, how to age my methods as they grow into older children um, through the age of like 10 to 12 ish. But here's the thing is that he then feels a little bit of ownership because he came up with the idea for grapes, which gives him more incentive when he sits down and sees those grapes he asked for to eat them. So it is a really great strategy to include them in some of the menu creating. But I also want you to be very careful with this where it doesn't become an all the time thing or they feel like they are entitled to making the menu at all times. So we still need to set that boundary that you are in charge of the big stuff. They are in charge of the small stuff. So you get to set the menu. And when you want to intentionally bring them in to be a part of it, which actually can be a very useful strategy in getting picky eaters to eat, We get to decide what those choices are between what those choices are and when those choices are available and when they're not. So I hope this kind of gives you a little bit of clarity about this, but truly knowing that your flexibility is going to look different than my flexibility. My consistency is going to look different than your consistency. And all that's going to change based on what's going on in the world, what's going on in our home, how many kids we have, what kind of energy levels we have, if we have a partner or not. All of this changes and that's okay. The two most important things that you are are consistent and reliable, okay? The consistency is truly, truly key and that you're realistic with what you can be consistent about. So I hope that makes sense and I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for submitting them. And remember, you can always email me a question you'd like me to cover here on the podcast. Just title it maybe something listener question and let me know Alyssa at bumandmerd.com and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmerd.com. Until next time, mamas. Thank you.